Middle of the Pack. Real discussions for the middle of the pack by the middle of the pack. We'll talk about training and racing, but we're here to deep dive into the life topics of the weekend warriors and obstacle course racing enthusiasts. Obstacle course racing isn't just a sport, it's a lifestyle. We are the middle of the pack. Okay, guys, Brian is coming on and we are going to be talking about uh, the news, all of the news today. Um, we're kind of really scrambling and frantic and we just really want to talk about it. So, Brian, whenever you want to come in, come on in and join me. <laughs> we're also talking on Discord, so this is kind of a mess. We're trying to figure out how this goes. Okay. Guys, if you have oh, that works, it there it is. It works. Some works. Guys, if you are coming in and you have any feedback, any concerns, questions, um, just anything about the big Spartan news today, please drop them in the comments section. I'm figuring out how to go live. Um, if I can figure yeah, this out is awesome. for you to come on and talk. That can you hear me okay? Up. By the way, can you hear me I okay? Can. All right. Cool. There you go. Get my whole bald head in there. Wow, there's some delay. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, hey, we're trying this out for the first time here in the middle of the pack. Why not go live, see what we could do? I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Somebody yells at Hi, us. Hi, Sid. Um, yeah, I see ants on there too, man. Awesome runner, international runner of mystery right there. Guys, I called an SOS. Um, I've yes. Been anxious and frantic and if you've seen anything i've posted today holy shit i am yeah i'm really worried about the sport right now so i messaged brian said let's come and talk about it so again guys we are gonna talk about everything that happened today and if you have any feedback any concerns um let us know we want to talk about it um, again, if I can figure out a way to add you. So if you want to say something, request to join, we will add you in and come join our conversation. Um, this is probably the most about you podcast yes. we're going to make. We want to specifically talk about all of the bullshit. So, oh, Sid just asked what happened. I guess we're getting right into it. So, Brian, do you want to talk about what happened? Because I'm going to be honest, the um, the source that broke it, I yeah. have blocked. Um, so I got the information from a screenshot. Oh, okay. I am not going to respond to it until it is something official from Spartan. So, Brian, go ahead. Recap a little bit about what happened. So rumor has it that... Um... Spartan came out with a great new idea where instead of burpees uh, after an obstacle, they're going to put in a penalty loop um, and get rid of the burpees in pro and age group. Now they're going to keep the burpees in the open division to kind of keep the authenticity of Spartan, but <laughs> authenticity. It's so rich. I love that we can actually do air quotes. Yeah, I know we can do, we can see. And it's funny because you're right there doing it there so um yeah there's a great delay but 
it's um, one of those things where it's kind of a defining moment in the sport where, hey, here we are, and Spartan did something kind of big and kind of, um, I hate to say unoriginal, but they're putting penalty loops. And we've seen penalty loops at some races before with Spartan, but um, now they're kind of making it uh, across the board, I believe, um, official with the age group, with the uh, pro division. So from everything I'm seeing, and a lot of people um, – it's hit or miss. There's some positive stuff. I've seen some pretty good positive stuff like, hey, it's considered a penalty. A penalty is a penalty. Um, but at the same time, um, does it matter if you even try the obstacle? Do you just kind of tap it, run through, and do the penalty loop? Because that kind of ruins the whole idea of obstacle course racing. Um, because if I could just grab one handle – on um, anything, any one of them, Olympus, uh, for example. And, ah, I don't like it. Go for the 200-meter penalty loop. Um, that's all I'll do. Why not? And I don't even need to bother with the obstacles anymore. Um, kind of defeats the purpose of having an obstacle course obstacle course race. Um, so, I mean, I mean, what, what are we doing here? What's your, what's your thoughts, Meg? I mean, it's kind of ridiculous without getting too emotional because oh. we're both kind of hopped up here and I'm trying to calm myself down a little bit. But go ahead. So I already have a problem with penalty loops. I was out in the North Carolina, well, the Carolina Ultra last year. And when we got to Olympus, it was just a sheet of ice. Nobody could actually grab onto anything at Olympus. And everybody was taking off into the penalty loop. And people were actually screaming behind us. It, it, it's easier than the obstacle. It was a waste sure. of time. And on both laps, everybody was just skipping it. You could not actually grab onto the obstacle. And it's just an energy suck. Um, We've seen this time and time again where Spartan penalty loops are not anything. We're lucky if they have a barbed wire crawl as a penalty loop. So there are reports that based on the length of the race or whatever else, they're going to increase the length of the penalty loop. But a penalty should be a penalty. It shouldn't be go run for a little bit and then get back on course. That is not an obstacle. This is obstacle course racing. The penalty itself needs to take more time and more energy. It should discourage you from failing an obstacle. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I am not a runner. I suck at running. I'm getting better. I'm practicing and I'm getting better. But I am very obstacle proficient. I, I mean... I did not get a chance to record our Battle of the Lions episode yet. It's going to happen. Um, but if you guys haven't seen it, I spent three hours at that dreaded low rig. And Lisa, I saw you on here. Thank you so much for helping get me through. Congratulations yourself on beating it. Um, yeah, I I was one of five people to get through. And it's because I trust myself and I will fight for it. Had I not, had I taken a penalty loop or whatever else, or had any of those women taken a penalty loop, we would have had a full podium, yeah. But everybody would have been like, eh. Is it really that gratifying to tap and go? 
No. No, tapping and going is, is you know, we, we've seen that at certain events where it was a, a tap and burpee for the tire flip because they couldn't do the tire flip. Remember that? I think it was last year, year before, or whenever that was. And um, they, they kind of got a lot of shit for that. But, I mean, tap, go, run. I mean, we're getting a lot of stuff right down there saying, hey, man, carry a, carry a bag, carry an Atlas stone, carry something to make it suck because for some of us, going through Olympus is a huge penalty suck. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, an energy suck. Penalty sucks too. But at the same time, I mean, if you get through it quick enough, because some people could get through it quick enough, it's going to be quicker than the 200 meter, 400 meter, maybe even a small 100 meter, depending on what it is. Is it up and down a hill? Maybe, maybe not. It's going to be different at every venue. Um, trying to remember, I think after Olympus this year at Palmerton, it was just a small loop up and down a bunny slope. It was straight out, straight back. There was nothing to it. If you ran really quick, you probably could have saved enough energy in your arms, but your arms did nothing. If it was an arm intensive, like ob obstacle, like Olympus, why wouldn't you do something where you're carrying a bag or a log or something to make it be taxing on your arms? Because that's what Olympus is. So, but no, it was just a quick run loop and then you're back on course and then you go. I don't get, I don't no. get there at all idea. Guys, we see all of the comments going off, and we love this. This is exactly what this podcast is about. Um, so I'm assuming it's Aaron, since we have both Team Build OCR. Yeah, and we got the we got on here. Um, and Aaron the new says, bosses. If they're not going to do mandatory obstacle completion, then that loop needs to suck so bad that a racer would never willingly choose to do a penalty over the obstacle. And that is what we're talking about. I think it was OCR or Coach Sydney, one of the two of you, both of you, I don't know. You posted about it right after OCRWC. And now thinking back, I'm like, did they know something? Because they were asking what a sufficient penalty loop would be and I had mentioned at um at nuclear races for OCRWC they had the world's worst chain drag it was this heavy chain through thick cement mud you had to go down into a crevice and come back up while dragging this chain and that was one of the hundred obstacles that is a penalty loop I want that for every failed obstacle yeah. that sucked so much time so much energy it was miserable. Very miserable. You didn't want to do it. You wanted to make sure that you got through that obstacle because you saw that ahead of you. And you're just like, man, that's going to suck worse than trying to get through this. It really is. But I think the problem with, um, I think the problem with Spartan is that it's a one shot deal. It's not mandatory. You don't, you can't go back. I, mean, I didn't see anything written down in any of the new, um, any of the new systems that said, oh, well, we're, we're going to make it so you get multiple tries on the obstacle. If you can't, then you got to take the penalty loop. No, it was one and done, um, which Spartan's famous for. We all know that. Um, it, that's kind of ridiculous too, because I'd rather try an obstacle three, four times than actually go through a penalty loop where say you're carrying a chain, carrying a sandbag, dragging something behind you, anything. Even if you're going through a 200 meter penalty loop and let's say there's five, six foot walls in there. Five five-foot walls in there. It doesn't matter. That takes a lot out of you as well. I don't understand why they wouldn't put that in there to make it worse. I get it. Some people are like, hey, a penalty is a penalty, and it's supposed to suck 
and it's supposed to more or less take time away from your race because in age group and pro it's a timed event you're going for time if you get through the obstacle you're burning down the trail someone's taking that time that's still a penalty the time but is a running penalty as much as a full energy suck as it is to go through some of the obstacles like olympus um like a kraken type obstacle anything where it's hanging in arms like a really pain in the ass rig anything like that multi-rigs or anything that takes a lot of upper body strength if you just tap that first bar you drop you run you're not taxing your upper body so mm -hmm. give it something to tax the upper body why wouldn't you do that throw that in there here carry the sandbag through the 200 meters do that mm -hmm. or someone brought up a good point a penalty loop could be something like they did at indian mud run I apologize because I'm really bad with names of obstacles, but we got to a certain point where you had to carry that okay, sandbag. We have Sid, we have the Sid octagon. And right there. They can yeah. tell us when you're talking well, about it. <laughs> they said you're right there. What was that obstacle called? That um, it was multiple obstacles. We went up there. You carried the sandbag around that octagon-looking thing. Um, whatever that was, that could be a penalty. Some people, uh, I was reading a lot of stuff today that some people were like, well, they might not physically have the room on the property to put a loop in. Then if that's not the case, if it's a 50 meter loop, make it hard, put a couple walls in there, put a heavy sandbag carry, put a chain drag through there, make it suck. Because sandbag loop. <laughs> sandbag loop, the chain the loop. There you go, the sandbag. The was hex. that what it was there called? It the hex, there you go. Someone put, coach Battle put the hex. Shout yeah. Out. Oh, that sucks. Um, it that was that crazy, but that was really effective. You had you had a, a, a complete body burnout in that hex, which was what you wanted. And granted, that was a regular obstacle at Indian Mud Run, but at the same time, and Battle Alliance had that, right, Meg? Did they have that hex there? Yeah, but it wasn't as shitty. Wasn't as shitty. Was it? It, Is that good or bad? It was more manageable. Well, considering we spent hours at the low rig from hell, <sighs> I was thankful to see that sandbag. <laughs> yeah, and all right. Well, we yeah. have to talk about it. Okay, Sid, yeah. We have to talk about it. But um, there was a, a crab walk. Lisa, if you wanted to join, you're welcome to come on and talk about it because I now really want to know about the penalties that they had at European Championships. Lisa says the European Championships had penalty loops for failed obstacles, and it sucked. Yeah. So, like Spartan, take note. I want to know what these penalties are. Cause we've been saying for a while we need to have that podcast about European versus U.S. OCR and really the rest of the world. Um, Europe is doing everything right in terms of innovation and difficulty. And here we are in Spartan, I was going to say, but the U.S. And things are getting watered down, and it's not what we want to see. No, not at all. Watered down is not the way to go. It's, you know, I'm sorry. I'll go into regular society for a second. Everything's getting easier, and everybody wants an easy time and a free pass through stuff, and it should be easy and not difficult, and, and almost like, you know, um, the whole participation award thing. Well, this isn't a participation award. You actually got out there and busted your ass. doesn't matter if you were the first pro across the line or the last person that finished the race at the end of the day, and they already tore down the finish line before you got there. No, this is about getting out there and busting your ass and going into work Monday and people asking what the hell happened to you. So when it comes to something like, yeah, I went through an obstacle course race and I tapped it and I ran around. Well, why did you even tap it? I mean, 
I've done plenty of trail races and I've tapped trees on my way through there. Doesn't mean I, you know, that's not the same. It's basically the same of what you're doing as Spartan now, which just doesn't make sense to me. Get out there and bust your ass. Now, this does not go true for the people who know Spartan and know Spartan well. I've done about 70 plus Spartans and I know that I can get through on any given time a lot of those obstacles, no problem. Maybe a little difficulty here or there, depending on weather conditions. I've been through some stuff with them. Fine. But this is actually for the people who get up there and need to know how to try to get through uh, some of these obstacles. Because I will never say Spartan's easy, especially the bigger races, the supers, the beasts, the ultras, stuff like that. They're not. They're just not easy. But they're more of a tactical race. Uh, Meg said tactical our last podcast, which is a really awesome way to put Spartan. If you're there, you want to do the obstacle. You should want to do the obstacle. You should want to give it a really world-class try. Not run up to it, tap it, and then do the burpees. It just doesn't make sense. That's not something you want to do with these races. It's funny that this news came out today because literally this morning I got home from working with clients and I'm like, you know, I haven't made a video on the OCR trainer in a while. I'm like, I have these great videos that I'm getting from like OCRWC and a couple other races. I'm like, you know, just thinking back to Battle of the Lions and some of the conversations we had and like you and I have had with OCRWC and whatever else. And it's like, I had a conversation with a friend who showed up in Dallas after the race. He's from Massachusetts, but lives in Dallas and was in Massachusetts up until the time of the race and blah, blah, blah. He wasn't able to make Battle of the Lions, but I saw him after and he was talking to me how he wasn't gonna run Dallas for Spartan. He's like, honestly, Spartan is too easy now. It is mm -hmm. now a race that literally anybody can go and run. It's not a challenge. I got into Spartan because I wanted to do something that other people can't do. And He's like, yeah. it's too watered down. And I said, well, then why not try other races? He's like, I want to, but there's not as big of a market. I can't travel. And he's like, you know, I think I'm just going to get out of the sport. And he's not the first person to say this to me. Races are becoming easier and easier over here. And people are leaving the sport. It, they don't want to do something that's just for the average Joes. We love to see the average Joe come out and mm -hmm. try. But if we cater to the average Joe, we're not going to progress the sport. I said at Battle of the Lions, I hate this low rig. This is absolutely insane and crazy, and I hate everything about it, but this is what we need. I love it. If we mm -hmm. don't get this more often, we're never going to get to that point. Yes. Europe, if we send OCRWC over to Europe, we have to build OCRWC for Europeans, and all of the Americans are going to do absolute shit. And I hope that's the case because I want more of a challenge. I want sure. to see the laches. I want to see the salmon ladders. I want to see every rig attachment under the sun. I want Sid and Aaron to keep kicking my ass with the hardest rigs you can possibly imagine because that's the only way we're going to get better. We need to fail. We need to keep mm -hmm. failing. We need to keep seeing new things to adapt. Yeah. And we're just not getting it here. And people are leaving the sport. So in my post, I'm, I said, people are complaining that races are getting too easy. But then I had people complaining that 
races, the mandatory obstacle completion races are now becoming more ninja-esque. They don't want to lache and all of this other crazy stuff that it's not for them. It's not fun for them because they can't beat it. But then they also complain that races are going away and they don't have any more options. Guys, we can't have the races sticking around if you're complaining that the ones with the hard obstacles are too hard but then the ones that you've been doing forever are too easy. The only way it's all going to work out is if we work together and keep building ourselves and pushing the sport forward. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, Dana just put it right. Just need more people to check out the other race brands besides the big three. Absolutely. Because the big three is um, they're not going the way of the way Europe's going. Europe is progressing and they're making stuff hard and they're making stuff difficult. And you watch some of these people that we follow from Europe. I mean, some of the races are absolutely incredible. Just, and I'm not even looking at the full race. I mean, the weather sometimes in Northern Europe isn't exactly, you know, perfect, but the obstacles that they put out are inventive. Um, and luckily for us and, and for me and Meg, we know this firsthand, look at the shirt she's wearing, look at the shirt I'm wearing. We know they're not sponsoring us by any stretch. No. But, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want to come off anyway? Um, but these are the people that are building um, the new innovative stuff. You go to a Spartan, there's nothing innovative. Um, I saw yes, it in one of the posts today. It. It's not about hard. It's about new. And that's what we yes. talked about from day one. Yes. yes. Different, new. Mud run, it wasn't about the difficulty. It was about having the techniques to get through whatever you see. Yeah. And we've if said we... it. Savage can get hard. They can make put on yes. difficult your ass and you don't know what how to get through it but once you have that technique mastered it's there but yeah. again they love to throw in new difficult obstacles yep said aaron all of you guys you love to build innovative obstacles and we want more innovation yeah and like you just said the people leave the sport when they get bored um you know when you get into a marathon running uh you know what you're getting into and if uh, Antonio's still on here, he knows. He, he runs marathons all the time. I've run 5Ks and 10Ks and whatever else. But it, you know what you're getting into. When you get to an obstacle course race, you want something different. So let's say you went to, I don't know, Palmerton this year. Yay, you got the on that trail before. We've seen that before. Did they change up a few things? Very little. Very little. But then you go something like Bethel, and you're like, man, maybe something will be different there. It's not different. You might go to Killington, and Killington will throw a couple curveballs at you because that is one of their premier events. Awesome. But there's not... One of the posts I saw, they were adding the Zagwall... Um, I'm trying to remember. There was three obstacles, but they're already there, and some laser tag thing. I saw something about some kind of laser thing. Now, I think if... A, are we now we're shooting stuff there was a couple years ago wasn't a couple years ago north american championships down in texas or uh had the actual you had to shoot something i wasn't there but a bow and arrow at highlander that's highlander it's right in the name if you don't do something like badass like that at highlander that just kind of ruins the whole name but yeah it's wait really I think it was only like David and Aaron, but he threatened me. And That's then he threatened 
with hydrogen peroxide. I'm not over that yet. Wait, he sprayed hydrogen peroxide on you? Yeah, because my hands were so incredibly torn up. Yeah. He wanted to help clean me up. It was not fun. That's awesome. That's really awesome. I got it. You know what? It's it's the love like that that you need at every race. I know we have such great friends. Yeah, I'll tell you, they, they are awesome. As much as we promote them, it's because not only because of uh, how great of a job they do, it's because they are absolutely awesome. So, um, even if they make yes. build for like a solid day before you run their race. Yeah. Oh yeah, a solid day, two days, absolutely. So I don't know. I, I just it just kind of discourages me because you know um, this isn't a, an original idea that Spartan's doing. It's just not. It it it, it kind of um, it's nothing new. And Spartan's not. If they do bring something in, it's not nothing difficult. And this is, I think, kind of. Um, I don't like burpees. Nobody likes burpees. Now the people who don't like burpees are going to get an easier way out. It's not going to tax your it's not going to tax your body as much as a run would. And because of that, you're still going to remain fresher and not as beat up at the end of the race. And that's kind of not what we're in this for. We're in this for the experience of going into something extremely difficult and coming out of it going, "Oh my god, I don't want to do that ever again. When do I sign up for the next race?" And it's it's kind of like that dynamic that you don't get out of other sports but when you go to a spartan you want to do another spartan so in the beginning i started doing spartans in 2012 and they were innovating they were trying to get things going so you went to a spartan at palmerton the next year at palmerton it was a little different and then you went somewhere else and did uh, did it and you're like wow this is different now it's not and that's that's a bit of a problem because you're thinking well what changes with the, with the spartans the only thing that really changes with the Spartans is the location. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going from Bethel, which is kind of flat, to Palmerton, which is a mountain, to Killington, which is a mountain, to Virginia. Um, I think Virginia is this weekend, possibly. Yeah. I did that race a couple years ago. And you're driving through the mountains thinking you're going to get some elevation change. It's on a flat farm piece of property next to an old old race uh, horse racetrack. And you're like, there's the mountains all around us, but they found the flattest piece of property in the middle of that valley to put the Spartan on. And it's like, they're going to have the same obstacles there that they did at Palmerton, at Killington. Maybe, doubt it, but maybe they'll change up the rig, the multi-rig. You know, I saw a couple times they put ropes in there and put those little stubby ropes. That's awesome. But at the same time, you know, it, it's the same thing it's the same obstacles they don't put the innovation like you know they don't put the innovation like highlander does battle alliance does city challenge who has been getting help from uh coach sid this past week they just had that i saw their rig I didn't, I didn't get a chance to go i'm still hurting from worlds but coach Sid did an awesome job at city challenge the other races that have come up you see these different obstacles these marquee kind of obstacles that come in you know uh, what's next is spartan going to take away the spear throw because, you know, somebody shot their eye out or it's too difficult or there's too many burpees or loops. What's the loop you would get for a spear throw miss? 100 yards? It's not taxing on your body. It's really not. It's more of a, a, a... I think that it should be the hardest of the loops because it's quite literally the shortest of the obstacles. That makes sense. 
I'll go I, with that. It is, it is one of the harder of the obstacles because there's a real high failure rate on, on the spears. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm okay with the penalty loop if they still kept a mandatory completion aspect. Like think about bone frog. It's mandatory obstacle completion, but you still have to do a penalty for every t attempt. There should still be a, oh, you failed, go do something, but then come back and you have to try it again. Because hmm. that's going to be physically taxing on your body regardless. It's going to be a time suck. And it discourages you. Like, go run your 200 meters, come back, try it again. Oh, you failed again? Go run your 200 meters, come back and try it again. Me, as a borderline age group, you know, I probably could step into elite if I actually got fast, but I'm not fast. But if it made it mandatory obstacle completion, hell yeah, I'd step into elite. But for me, I'm thinking, why should I ever go back and race Spartan? I've watched girls fail obstacles in front of me time and time again. But again, I, I'm really not fast and they're really fast. They get off yeah. that penalty, they come sprinting past me. I like I like that uh, Dana just put on there. Spear throw should be mandatory. Yes. You keep throwing until you hit it. That would be awesome. I have that would that be really time. awesome. You're just sitting there chucking and chucking and chucking. Why not? The first podcast we did, the bands over burpees, and I s said, if you can't do an obstacle, if you can't complete the obstacles, then you should be, or you should not be in a competitive wave. And mm -hmm. that's uh, respectfully. I don't want anybody to get upset with me. I want you in there. I want you trying your best. But mm -hmm. also, I don't want people in OCRWC coming in saying they can't climb a rope. Like, if you know you're going to fail something, yeah. I encourage you to stay in open until you know that you can master it. True. I got so much shit because they said, oh, well, what, you don't think Lindsay deserves to be on a podium because she couldn't hit a spear? I said, if you made Lindsay stand there and throw a spear time and time and time again, yeah, she might miss a podium here or there. But she's going to learn how to throw a spear. Mm -hmm. a oh, yeah. Yeah. If there's anything that's one of the easier things that you could learn to do is a spear throw. You don't need much of anything. You go to Home Depot, buy a, a, a the same stick and a nail and put it in. You could do that. If it's over and over and over again, that's a perfect one to do it. And I think Dustin, he just posted that Yancey talked about how it should be four times longer. No, Dustin and, said yeah. that. Right? Is that what he said? According to Yancey. Yeah, double the time and it took Sid, Sid goes, yeah, it should be four times longer. Of course, Sid would I say that. I agree with Sid. I agree with yeah. Sid. And then, yeah, I mean, something like that. I mean, you know, you know, Yancey's been in the business for a long time, too. He sees what's going on. I mean, and, and I know he's, he's Mr. Spartan Deco, which is awesome because, you know, that's what he does. But, yeah, I mean, it should be longer. How long does it take you to do the spear throw? If you get it, that's a 30-second at most. So it puts you out there for five minutes. Why not? Because you know what? That's You should have gotten that, You know, mm -hmm. especially if you're pro or age group. You're pro or age group. You've been in the Spartan business for a while. You're not just showing up. A lot of those open people, and I, look, I know there's a lot of open people who are good at spear throws, but there's a, also another lot of them that get lucky and get it on the first shot. You see it. We've all been there. That 
guy or gals just jumping like a maniac. Holy cow, this is the greatest thing ever because I know that feeling too. When I get the spear throw, I've done it dozens of times. I still feel that joy of getting it, but it's got to suck when you miss it and you got to know your consequences when you miss it. It's that simple. You know, that's the way it should be. 100%. I mean, I literally, I am so terrified that now we are going to get these open waivers who need that early start time and don't know how to do the burpees and saying, yay, I don't have to do burpees. I can just touch and go. And, you know, God forbid, like those cross country kids come in, they're like, oh, cow, right? I've, I've never lifted a weight in my life. I don't know how to do any of this. They attempt to walk across the top of Olympus. Somebody says, no, get down, go do your penalty <laughs> loop. And suddenly they're You're up cool. on a Okay. Yeah. That doesn't, that, that just doesn't cut it. Because you hit the, you put your hand into one hole in Olympus, you fall, you're running, you have expended no energy on Olympus, and, and you know, or Twister, even Twister too, because Twister could take a lot out of you as well. It, it's the same thing. Grab it, one up, oh, missed, fall, bolt out of there. You're doing, you know, if you're a cross country kid, you're doing 100 miles an hour out of that thing. You're bolting through that like nobody's business. You're expending less energy than it would take for you, especially a guy who, again, doesn't have the upper body strength. Gal doesn't have the upper body strength to get through that. Um, it, it's it's going to make a huge difference of who winds up on that. If they want to keep it like that, it's going to go to a running style race. And people who are big time runners, who are the cross-country people, the uh, big-time trail runners, they're going to be the ones who are going to start winning races. And you're going to get to an obstacle, and you're going to see somebody who's struggling on that obstacle because some of us have gotten stuck in the middle of an obstacle and hung out there for a few seconds trying to get your grip and your composure back. And that guy's already taken off, and you're coming as you're done, he might be coming back around that loop going, hey, cool, I'm done. And he has all that upper body energy. So let's say the next obstacle, which might be just the simple monkey bars, which sometimes aren't that simple for people, I get it. But he's boom, 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 boom. And your arms are taxed from, say, um, Twister or Olympus. And he didn't have to do that. But he's still ahead of you. And he's got that energy. So I have a client. He is 60 in his 60s now he's right. from prostate cancer he has had a tear in his bicep he Ow. came to me a few years ago really loving spartan and wanted to run more spartans and now he's in recovery he's feeling better his shoulder well it's never going to be completely healed he's feeling like he can do more he said megan i really want to run age group at fenway it's like, but I still can't do any hanging obstacles and I don't want to commit just yet to running age group until I know that I can either do these hanging obstacles or I feel very comfortable with doing the 15 burpees consecutively. And I said, completely understand that. He's like, I know that even if I just tap and go straight to the burpees, that I can probably do very well in my age group because there's just naturally not a lot of people. But I want to make sure that my shoulder is strong enough that I can give it a really solid attempt. And we need that integrity. You're not going to get that integrity when you tell somebody, oh, you can opt out of that obstacle over there. It's only a quarter mile of a loop. Okay. You know, okay. 
But like you said, I mean, this is this is what Spartans come into. Unfortunately, well, they also have trail races. Why are we merging the two? Yep, someone just said that on there too. Yeah, you know? if I want to run a trail race, I'm going to go run a trail race. I'm probably yeah. not going to run okay. a Spartan trail because there are a lot better trail races and they're a lot cheaper. <laughs> yes, go do your local trail races. Keep it local. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it. I don't know. I, I don't get it. I don't know if this is like a, a um. Continue, <laughs> continue my <laughs> shit shows. You don't put on shit shows. You put on awesome events, man. You put on awesome events. Um, for those of you watching at home, or those of you who are going to watch this later, trust me. Find out what Coach Sid does. Find out what Team Bill does. Find out what Race Ready does, and go find one of their races. Most of them are in the Greater Chicago Land area, but I'll tell you what. Uh, when they come to your town, they were just here at City Challenge in the uh, greater New York City metro area, and uh, they did a really great job with City Challenge. I, I feel bad I wasn't there, but um, I've been to their events when they did City before, the Indian Mud Run. Um, I heard awesome stuff about Highlander, Battle Alliance, uh, um, Frontline, all those awesome events out there abominable. And their influence goes to other places, too, where maybe they don't go, but other uh, smaller local events are taking their cues and um, you know, yeah, I know we better see uh, trying. I got to get a better car. I got to get a nice, I, I got to get, I got to get, I need there. a helicopter to get out to the Chicago. We're on the East coast. <laughs> it's tough getting out there. Um, but I will say if you do see sit at a race, just make sure to play TLC, no scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> so um, with this, I wouldn't arm wrestle one. I wouldn't arm wrestle him. Do you see the guns on that guy? Oh my God. Uh, yeah, I, I spent some time building with him. I saw him in action. Guns for days. <laughs> so. so with yeah. this, um, obviously we would love to see mandatory obstacle completion races. Yes. I think I, I'm getting really frustrated with the anti-mandatory obstacle completion crowd because I think it's either they had one bad experience so they write off the entire thing or they never actually done it there's this you know spartan the fuck up crowd who says oh well we should be penalized if we can't do something and it's like well kind of but not that way if if you're trying new obstacles and you can you go back and keep trying and trying and trying that is a penalty in and of itself absolutely we don't want to say, oh, you can't do it now, you know, go sit in the corner or go spend some time over there and work yourself a little bit harder. You could already be beating yourself up because you failed mm -hmm. that obstacle. I care more about seeing you come back and try it again after you've had some time to work on it. I think mm -hmm. the penalty itself is actually failing. And I don't want you to feel like you need to do something to make up for it. It's a, it's a, it's a way to give up easy. Yeah. It's a way to give up easy. Um, it, you, you get to, oh, I can't do it. Oh, well. And boom, you loop around and just make it suck. Put it through a swamp, yeah. put it through a lake, put it through, like if you're going to Palmerton, make that lake or that, that little pond that they have at Palmerton, make that a penalty loop. You know? Oh no. Go into Sid's um, Creek at Dallas. Okay. With snakes. With snakes, you said? <laughs> It's like up and down and up and down. And then he's like, oh, yeah. Then he's <laughs> nice. Um, but no, people are like, I don't like mandatory obstacle completion because of the backups. Hello, if you enforce the retry lanes, 
There's not going to be backups. Plus, I have seen the best sportsmanship at mandatory obstacle completion races. If you walk yes. up to the obstacle and people are standing there and you're like, hey, do you mind if I go? Or people will ask you, oh, if you're ready to go, go ahead. Yes, or, absolutely. Try, go ahead. And mm -hmm. people will support you more and say, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I'm resting my grip. Or I'm, I'm trying to figure this obstacle out. Go right ahead. You don't get those backups like people think they do. The only time we've seen that backup was Legaffe. And again, I didn't. We, we, got, we have a whole show on that one. Go back yeah. one or two. Go back. <laughs> I didn't. But people, when I walked up, said, oh, if it's your first try, go ahead. And I'm fairly certain they were still using retry lanes. I'm not sure. But it comes down to your confidence. When you're ready to go, sure. you tell somebody and they're going to let you go. Yeah. There's times you get to that obstacle and you try it and you stop and you're hanging out there and you're like, all right, let me see uh, what this person does. And, and you're watching them and you're like, okay, now I got it. And you watch the people who are successful because maybe you haven't gotten to say Legaff or anything like that. And it goes for, again, Spartan too. A lot of people haven't seen Twister. You know, a lot of people haven't seen Olympus. Um, a couple uh, the the box, I think it was at Palmerton uh, with the rope that's up against the box. As simple as that obstacle looks, it's a bit of a pain in the ass if you're not really sure of your technique. So you're sitting there watching and you're getting some pointers and you're taking some mental notes and okay, then you do it. That's fine. That's what the sport's all about. It's not about, eh, I'm going to walk around. You know, it, yeah. you know, I, I don't sign up for that. I sign up for getting my ass kicked. I sign up for pushing myself. And that's what this is all about. If you want to run just around the obstacle and do it, I mean, we see plenty of those people staying open. Awesome. Great. But you, you got to be in there to, to really push. So if they keep, now they're going to keep the burpees in open. You know, and you're right. Is that going to force a lot more people into age group? Because they're like, well, I don't have to do burpees in age group. So is that going to bump up the amount of people that are in age group? And is that going to keep people out of age group who would normally go into age group? Because um, some races, the age group sells out pretty quick. So if you come in late, like, let's say out of nowhere, you're like, oh, wait, a couple of days before Fenway, I can make it. You look in an age group, it's shut down or anything. doesn't matter. More of a uh, outdoor one, more like a uh, Bethel, uh, Palmerton, Killington. Age group just to get an earlier start time. Do you blame them? Um, yeah, it's like, but yeah, exactly. So it, it, it you know, that, that corral fills up pretty quick. So um, they shut it down. I mean, that, that's going to hurt some people who are like, you know, a lot of stuff is going to go on. I just think it's, it, it's, it's not a great move for what they're doing. They could be doing so much better stuff with Spartan. And I think this is where when you have events that, um, you know, uh, team build puts on um, those, all the other, you know, uh, smaller ones, even Savage, this type of idea and this type of um, thinking separates Spartan more and more away from the obstacle course racing uh, community. Mm -hmm. Am I going to stop doing Spartans? No. I signed up for Fenway. I'll be there. Um, and I'll do I'll more. That's next door. Yeah. Well, but yeah, you, you live next door. My daughter lives next door. It's right there. It's cool. Um, so yeah, it, it's one of those things where, yeah, I'm definitely going to go there and I'll go to Palmerton. Palmerton's a half hour from my house, barely a half hour from my house. I'm going to go. Um, Spartan's been a big life changer for me because that's where I started and I'll never regret 
doing and yeah, there you go. Look, man, look at this. I had the unbreakable one and it actually broke. I have but, it tattooed on my skin. Would you look at that? Actually, I can see it better on the computer right there. there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, it it, it is one one of those things. Um, and, and but this is going to separate them from Spartans. Going to be like you said, more of a tactical event. You know, um, is it any surprise they're putting some sort of laser gun thing in there? Because that's what they're going to do. This new elite series, the trifecta thing or the sprint event, okay, the, the qualifying. Yeah, yeah they, they, they call it, uh, you have three qualifying events. It's Q1, Q2, Q3. Um, can't imagine where they got that from one of the most world-famous sports of Formula One. But okay, you know, that's what Formula One does. Wow. Q1, Q2, Q3, and it just whittles it down. Can't figure that one out. But hey, that's original. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going in the direction of staying with obstacle course some people are complaining about ninja stuff you know what ninja stuff's fun go to a ninja gym you'll have a blast i mean it's just the way of the sport some of the stuff they put up there it, yeah it's, yeah i don't know i i do want to um mention a comment going back to the mandatory completion uh dana put in the comments i had someone tell me they didn't like mandatory obstacle completion because it meant if they failed an obstacle, their race was over. I was like, no, it just means you're not going to podium. And hey, at Battle of the Lions, like they had done podiums. The finish line was packed up. I, everything was done. And I was still fighting. And I was in tears. My hands were a bloody mess. And I'm like, David's like, why are you doing this to yourself? Why do you put yourself in pain? And I'm like, I, I don't know how to quit. I don't quit. I'm not a quitter. And he told me, said, Megan, quitting would not be walking away right now from this obstacle. You're in pain. You're bloody. There's nothing more to give. Quitting would be never coming back and facing it again. And that it was probably one of the biggest lessons that I got out of it. And that's what we need to be addressing to literally everybody. If you don't like mandatory obstacle completion because you didn't, you know, keep your band, you're quitting. You're quitting on all those obstacles that you failed. If you are coming back to Spartan time over time over time again saying, I don't know how to beat the monkey bars. I don't know how to climb a rope. I'm just going to tap and go. That's still quitting. Yeah, you're here. You're out on course, but you're not bettering yourself with it. We are not going to better ourselves if we don't see harder obstacles. We don't push ourselves a little bit farther. We don't run clean races and then say, okay, what's next? I see Dustin's comment here. It said, would this even be a story if they had said no burpees in open? Um, yeah. You know, um, yeah. We 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 all no it, it burpees suck no matter what doesn't matter who you are where you are and what you're doing burpees suck, um, but it, even Joe DeSena said he has a love hate relationship with burpees he knows what well, what it is. Form I saw him when he came into my work one morning at five thirty a.m. and I said who is this guy in cargo shorts? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this dad? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I I, th I think it would be a story because, you know, uh, okay, um, burpee, burpees are a huge piece of Spartan race. 
They always will be, and, and it, it's it's what made them Spartan. You know, uh, the burpees, the spear throw, being on the side of a, a, a ski mountain, going up a mile and a half worth of just uphill called the death march. Stuff like that is what made Spartan. And when you take one of the premier elements of what Spartan is out of Spartan that had made Spartan Spartan, it, it would be a big story because it just would. I mean, you're taking you're taking away basically one of the biggest things that had not only in Spartan but developed this sport, you know, as a whole. So you know what Spartan does does kind of ripple effect sometimes through the industry. Um, because they are the biggest ones who could change. They can make big changes, and it makes headlines. Um, if City Challenge did something different, um, not many people would notice until they got there. But when Spartan does something, uh, it, it's going to be a story. I mean, that wasn't the only story. They have they talked about that whole uh, the whole three K event, which was a one K loop or the the multi yeah the. the it, now you're just you're just doing stuff for the for the crowd for the people to try to make the media so people could actually see the event. Um, and I get that. Talk about bottlenecking. Oh yeah. Put a bunch of people on a one k course and make them go around it three times. The fast people are going to fly through, and the slow people are going to not. Sure, the people who get the whole shot are going to win. People are looping the slow people and who gets the right away and what obstacles are they even going to put on there? Like, oh, here you go. You have a rope climb. You have a monkey bar. You have a quick sandbag carry. And next thing you know, like there aren't any hard obstacles that anybody's failing because they only have a 1K course. Yeah, you're not going to You're. <laughs> oh, my God. You're like laughing at your own jokes here. This is hilarious. So... <laughs> Sid made a comment about bottlenecks, B-O-T-L, Battle of the Lions. That is the name of their cinder block carry that sucked. <laughs> now he's laughing at his own jokes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Bonnie. Um, Bonnie, who has worked with Mud Run Guide for as long as I can remember, says burpees as such, are such a key of the brand. It's a rebrand and the ripple effects will be felt you are going to see a lot of the, those ripple effects. Me personally, I think it was time for Spartan to do away with the burpees in some fashion. Uh, but I think mandatory obstacle completion is the only way to go or some form of a mandatory obstacle sure. completion to make sure that obstacles stay in the sport. If we want to be in the Olympics, we want to see obstacles as the biggest component of it it's obstacle course racing it's not trail running with obstacles well here here watch american ninja warrior you don't skip an obstacle to do burpees you don't skip no. an obstacle to do a, a a lap so you expand that idea out to from whatever it is a, a 100 meter 200 meter course that they have at uh, american ninja warrior and you make it into a just under a mile okay cool. You could spread it out and you can make it, but no one's going to watch and no one's going to care if you can't get through monkey bars and you're doing a lap, you know, if it's a head to head, uh, you know, side by side event, that might be a little different, but that's a whole nother sport. You know, we're, we're talking about something where a group of people go out and do the races and there's a bit of bottlenecking Do people get the whole shot, get the premier spot on the obstacle they're coming up to. That's great. But you know, the, the burpees, it, it's just not. And you know, um, yes. you're yes, right. 
Yeah, Bonnie couldn't be more right. Burpees are, are a huge part of it. I asked a question several times. Yeah, she's asked the question several times. And again, she's worked yeah. with Mud Run. Mandatory obstacle completion by far is the racer's choice over burpees. We are sure. obstacle course racers. We, by all means, we love our burpees. Spartan has a five-minute burpee test that SGX coaches are supposed to give people. Five minutes of burpees is not preparing you for a monkey bar. I promise no. you that. It's it's fitness. It's basically fitness. It's basically almost like a uh, something where you're in a gym doing that. That's you know, five minutes on that. That sounds like you know a CrossFit workout named like you know you know Donna or something. I don't know, but I you tell, know what I'm saying. Yeah, I tell my clients when they ask why we're not doing burpees, I'm like you're running, you're building up time on your feet, you're building up your aerobic base. You are getting more benefit out of that running for your burpees than you will be by me having you just sit there and burpee for days on end. Mm -hmm. And yeah. at the end of my first lap on the ultra, I did my 30 burpees completely unbroken. People looked at me like, what, how did you do that with 17 miles under? I'm like, I'm good to go, time to go into transition. And it's all because I run so much that my aerobic base was so high. So I took sure. my yeah, but burpees. Like, you could do a burpee. There's nothing. There's nothing grip intensive. There's nothing hardcore upper body intensive. It is a full body exercise workout. You know, whatever it is, whatever you want to call it, it's full body. But it's not overly taxing on any specific part of your body. And I'm not saying it where it doesn't wear you out because it does because your whole body's working. But Again, that's more of a fitness in the middle of something. So you should be ready for that. You should know what you're you're doing. Um, people used to ask me back in the day, what's what's the greatest thing you do for, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? A Spartan. I said pull-ups and push-ups. That's what you want to do, pull-ups and push-ups, especially the grip, deadlift. especially with yeah. I'm not a deadlift guy. My back's shot, so I don't do that kind of stuff. Oh, that's a bad excuse. Oh, it's a great excuse. No, we will talk Hey, remember, about I'm almost, I'm not a young kid like you. I'm almost 50. So I had I, clients in their 70s deadlifting more than their body weight. Were they FedEx people for 20 years? Um, they they yeah. were desk workers. And <laughs> All right. I will come up to Boston. You will train me how to deadlift. How's that? I will gladly. Let's do it. Yeah. I'll hang out. I'll hang out at BU for a while. And, you know, anyway. Yeah, this isn't about the burpees. No. I think it's more about the penalty loops themselves. If we want this, we need something that is going to appeal to people. And I had this conversation with Jason Jay from Spartan way back in the day. We were friends. He's the one that had me writing the workouts of the day and he said we're really trying hard to get in the olympics but the hardest part is we don't know how to standardize it and he said okay um if you fail an obstacle you should have to sit down for a certain amount of time and based on the obstacle you failed that time changes so however sure. long that obstacle was you add you double that or whatever else and he said it's having them sit down in the middle of a race or stay in a penalty box, not move for X amount of time and then come back out. They're now letting their muscles get cold and it's going to be a lot harder for them to get going. I'm like, yeah, I get that. I get that. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. 
Um, sure. But like, at least that's a time suck and it's affecting your body in some way. Yeah. If it's it, that, that's a good time suck. And w one of the guys I was reading on um, online today, he was saying that it doesn't matter if it's burpees or a run. What it basically does is if you could get through, I'm just throwing numbers out there. If you could get through um, twister in 30 seconds, just throw numbers, maybe quicker, who knows. But if you got to do that loop and it takes two, three minutes, the penalty is not the physical drain on your body. It's the actual time. And I think it's why wouldn't you put a time penalty in the elite or the age group? Because we are we are the people in those groups that are going for podiums and finishes and maybe not a podium, but hey, I'm trying to make top 10. I'm trying to make top 20. Um, and if you go through a big loop, that's a penalty on your time. So, uh, and then... OCRWC 2017? Yeah, I remember it. If when you failed an obstacle and you decided to give up your band, not only did you give up your band, but they wrote your number down and mm -hmm. added time penalty specific to whatever that obstacle time penalty was. So they, you had like a five-hour time limit, but you'd have people with well over five hours on course, mm -hmm. even crossed before that five-hour mark. And it was because of the time penalty. So then, you know, you still had the rankings and whatever else, but it showed up and said you had a minute 52 time penalty yeah so then people could see yeah you failed an obstacle but you also failed another obstacle and another obstacle and another obstacle yeah and it was amazing it discouraged people from failing more than one it discouraged this whole give up your band tap and go yeah i mean we complain about it all the time with savage race particularly for the women if you see somebody give up their band, they don't have a reason to fight anymore. So they're going to run through and hope nobody else in their age group yeah. uh, finished with their band. But if you give them a time penalty for that, for every single obstacle they miss, you're getting a huge change in that. And that goes right back into the um, Indian mud run yeah. type. So Dustin made a comment and said, New Jersey yeah. at the beginning of the month, me and another racer got box at the same time they chose the penalty loop and i did the obstacle we both exited at the same time so what's fair not that because okay so here let's let's go into spartan executives heads you take the box and you say okay have three people go through it it takes them 30 seconds to get through the box have that same person go through a loop and figure out what the time is. You got average times for loops. Okay, we got to make it a, uh, a, a two-minute loop because that's the penalty you get for not doing the box. I mean, Dustin's right, and you shouldn't be coming through and then doing the loop, and then you both come out at the same time. That just is not fair. That doesn't make sense. And that's the things that Spartans should work on, and I hope they do, because it is a time penalty. It is a huge suck of energy that you should be going through that loop with. Dustin got through that box. He did his job. He did it the right way. He didn't fail it. He got through first time. That guy who ran through that loop didn't go through it and got no penalty whatsoever on that loop. So it's not fair, Dustin. It's just not. I mean, that's something that should be done, like, when they're setting up the course. You know, that's so, basically it. Who's to say? Should be longest. It should be. And now let's say, okay, they go and they time out the 
average amount of time at a race that the racers are getting through whatever else. You look at somebody like Jay or a Kempson who can legitimately jump to the beater bar and then lache to the bell and it takes them two seconds. Two. I don't want the penalty to last only four seconds. No, no. It's, it's you know, we're... Like, we're, we're... I'm the slowest of the racers and then multiply that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's... I don't want to I want to bring those obstacles so bad. The way. Now we're going to act Mandalorian. That is the way. The obstacle is the Thank way. Yes. Book. <laughs> Love the obstacle is the way. Yeah, you got you, you do. The obstacle is the way. There's no other way. There, that is the loop is not something where it's go. Oh, guess what? It's easier now. I'm gonna just do the loop. No, that's got to suck too. You should be able to get into that obstacle, go through it, hit that bell, and run. And that's got to be the way to do it. If you can't do it, then you got to do something that's gonna suck the life out of you. So do that loop. Suck the time right out of you. Hurt your body do something but again here we go it's a time thing but then if you're strong if you're a strong runner that's going to be the way to go so what about your arms you're going through the beater the beater doesn't do anything it doesn't do anything for your legs i mean granted people have cramped up on that for reasons but the beater hurts your arms if you go for that loop it's not going to hurt your arms you're just going to go through the run trot through come out your arms are going to feel fresh you and that guy who like a Dustin situation, right? Say Dustin, just what he said. He came out at the same time as the guy on that from the box. Dustin went through, say that was the beater. Dustin's arms would have been completely toasted from the beater if it took him some time to get through. And that other guy's going to be like, hey, man, my arms are feeling good. It gets to the next obstacle. It's um, Twister. Now, Dustin's already spent his time running, spent his time on the beater. His arms are toast. That guy's not going to have toasted arms. He's going to be fresh. He's going to be able to get through twister quicker and because of that he's going to get an advantage over that so you know that whole loop thing it's got to be worked out so it is a legitimate penalty not something where it's a, a way out of an obstacle with a sandbag there you go yeah half my crab walk sign me up well no not me personally, but the people that are well i'm not um yeah break dancing's good i like that idea Farmer's carries. Lisa said that in Europe it was heavy chain carries. I'm all for that. Yeah, um, I've seen that. Like, let's throw a chain into the stream that Sid made us go into, drag it across, and then go fishing for snakes. <laughs> now, there you go. we're talking about our penalties. There's another big part of this announcement, and I'm concerned about it, again, for the penalties, but in the reverse. So, World's Toughest Mudder is now part of this quote-unquote triple crown. You have a 100-meter course. You have yeah. a 3K course. Those yeah. are both short. Those are really Very. short. Very. And now you hit through World's Toughest Mudder. You have a 24-hour race as the third part of the triple crown. Um, not a lot of 100-meter athletes are going and, you know, no. jumping into World's Toughest Mudder. But 
Nope. If you've ever ran a tough mudder, a world's toughest mudder, especially people describe this, and I'm going to quote Jacob Bosecker again and say he calls this the burning man of OCR. There is yeah. no other event like Spartan cannot recreate what's going on at world's toughest mudder with the and the atmosphere, just the camaraderie, the party. World's toughest mudder is a party. You yeah. are taking hot sauce shots for family yes. you are yeah. bouncing on giant balloons i mean you have djs and like it's it's an a event party. it's a huge event it's a party it's an event it's a it's a it, it's everything i mean you're so let me ask you this um i think it was i know it was last year this year i believe the same thing joe morovsky the uh weatherman ninja from yeah. American Ninja Warrior, he won the hundred meter at Worlds this year again, yeah. right? Two yeah. years in a row. Yeah. Can you can you see him at Worlds Toughest Mutter? Oh, I, I I'm not a, I don't I'm not uh, questioning his athletic ability, but he's a ninja. So you're gonna have a, he, you're gonna have a ninja champion. Maybe he'll do well at the three k. I think three k is a little too close to the hundred meter and nowhere near. Nowhere even near the world's toughest mutter. What was the maximum amount of mileage someone got out of world's toughest mutter? A hundred? Oh, it's, they've hit like 110 at this point. Yeah, 110. Mean, yeah, it's crazy. That's it's miles, not meters, not, not, not like single-digit kilometers. What they should have done is put something like, all right, you got the 100 meters. Awesome. Cool. Put Killington in there. Put Killington in the middle yeah. of that because that's a bitch and a half. Then do the, then do the tough mutter. I get it. They're all in the same company now. That's awesome. Hey, cool. Let's do it that way. But you're not going to get that same caliber of person running the 100K and winning the 100K, going into Killington and doing that great, and then going into World's Toughest Mudder. You'll have a closest – the, the people who go to Killington will be closer to the Tough Mudder, but you won't have the 100K going to the World's Toughest. You know? You're not going to have winners on both of them because I just don't see it. it it's it, – so – Maybe that was a way to get out of it. Oh, yeah, triple crown. All right, cool. Awesome. Most triple crowns in sports are something like um, motocross has a triple crown, which is the same course, and you do it three times. This is three different courses, three di different distances. Where who, who are we doing that for? I mean, I'm not saying somebody like, you know, um, uh, uh, what's uh, – Hunter McIntyre might not be able to do that, could be able to do that. But it, would, he, would he try it? And never, never count him out. I, I wouldn't count him out, no. But at the same time, go ahead. Yeah, go, go, ahead. Go, go ahead. No, you. <laughs> so I was going to say, um, if we're trying to get this in the Olympics and we're trying to bring an Olympic appeal, are we taking shots at hot sauce? What country is the Olympics in that year? <laughs> Depends I, I what mean, country. <laughs> are we really going to give you that Tough Mudder vibe? Are we going to send people through electric shock therapy, electric eel, and say, this is an Olympic sport? Again, Come on, Olympic what country athletes. Are we, what, what country <laughs> is the Olympics in that year? Because that might just be so Qatar, so we're not a proposed uh, all right I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stop my comments there i'm not even <laughs> gonna start my comments there no uh yeah like the world cup is in qatar this year which is crazy but at the same yeah. time it's it, it 
yeah, what 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 would you do? So you're going to get away from you're going to get away from that stuff because that is kind of like almost uh, uh, kind of cornball made for TV. That would be on wipeout sort of stuff, you know, like, but we're talking about Spartans losing appeal to their base because they're getting rid of burpees. If you try to tell the world's toughest mutter crowd, you're no longer taking your hot shot sauce. hot sauce shots you're no longer riding on giant balloons you don't have any electric anything you're not not jumping off some cliff into a lake no Uh, and like are we allowed to help each other now like still at world's toughest mutter like what are the changes they're going to do to world's toughest mutter to make this appealing to an olympic audience try to change that you're losing all of your tough mutter crowd too I don't think, yeah, but I don't, I don't think when you think of the Olympics, um, all right, I come from a BMX background. And for those of you who don't know, BMX is actually in the Olympics, a cycling sport on dirt. It's not mountain biking. It's BMX. I know, right? Those punk kids finally made the Olympics. And it's been in there for a couple I of Olympics. I, I know you are. You, you know. I, hey, I, I, I don't look it anymore, but I was. Um, but yeah, it was. That course is cookie cutter all around the world now. And it's not as um, the jumps are still as big. It's, it's some really huge stuff, but it, it, it's, it's just basic. It's nothing crazy. And that's what OCR is going to be. It's going to turn into a basic course. You're going to have a flat course. It's not going to be on a mountain. It's going to be somewhere where it's close to. Okay. A vis- oh, see you later, Sid. Good to have you on here, man. You guys are awesome. Thank you for everything. And, um, yeah, it, it's one of those things where they're going to pro- kind of make it a little bit on the cookie cutter side. So when you see the Olympic one, you're going to see that same course and that style course in some of the European races, definitely in America, North American races. Um, maybe even in Pan Asia, you'll see that too, because that's what they're going to be uh, going for. And it's, Almost everything in the Olympics is cookie cutter. There's nothing that changes up. I mean, yeah, they added surfing and skateboarding, which is kind of hokey. I don't think they're Olympic sports, even though I grew up surfing and skateboarding. I don't think they're Olympic. But at the same time, they're not cookie cutter. Those change up. It's the bigger sports that are the same thing. And I think that's what's going to happen with OCR. It is going to be the same course because you're going to have an Olympic qualifying course in the United States. That'll be the same one at the Olympics, the same one that's in uh, South Africa, the same one that's in Europe, the same one that's in Asia, Japan, Australia, all around the course, because that's what the uh, athletes are going to qualify on to that course. Yeah. And it's a shame and because, they're, you know, but then we'll cook yeah. Lisa just came on. Europe would get to Olympics first, more exciting to watch. Big obstacles like Ninja are more exciting to watch. And we've talked oh, about that time and time again. We completely agree. I mean, you look at what they're doing in Spain. They have a, like a circuit. And it's like half and half trail and then through the villages. And all of these different race brands are coming together to have a Spanish circuit. I mean, yeah. Um, jerseys with the names on their backs they have numbers they have a legitimate sport going they have it figured out there's a circuit to this all and like bonnie says um she asks will cookie cutter courses be something that will appeal to mass participation audiences 
I mean, I at, at first OCR as you know a punk rock endurance sport, and you know I talked to Jason Jay about this years ago, and he said I OCR appeals to me because it's punk rock, and that is what drew me in. It is not cookie cutter. Everything is completely different. And I think a lot of people would have a harder time going to the cookie cutter stuff. But if you look at what they're doing in Europe, things look very similar, but then the courses change, the obstacles change slightly. And that's going to be the appeal. You still have the same components and some obstacles are crossover, but it, everything is a little bit of adaptive. And sure. that there isn't the same course every single time, but you check off your boxes and then you have things that are special about it as well. I think Bonnie brings up a good point. Will it appeal to a mass participation audience? Yeah, maybe not mass, but it will appeal to a lot of people because marathon running sure does. Mm -hmm. And how do you change a marathon? What do you do? Put hills in it? You know, it's, a, it's the same thing. It, yeah. yeah, there's marathons up hills and there's marathons up mountains and there's downhills and all that other stuff. But a basic marathon is on a road, it runs down that road and it finishes on that road. So when you're yeah. getting um, something like a cookie cutter OCR, it'll be the same thing. It starts with monkey bars and it ends with a uh, wall or vice versa, whatever. It'll be the same thing. People will yeah. be like, oh, I love doing that. And they're good at doing that. And they're fantastic at doing that. Just like people who are marathon runners. You know, it is a, a boring way to do it. But you know what? It'll get, somebody will do it and it'll be the same thing. And people will love it because, oh my God, I'm so good at this one course. And that's, you know, I'm good at this distance. I'm, same thing as marathons. You know, half marathons, 5Ks, 10Ks, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's where I think like the current audience might not be as interested in it. Like I don't want to see obstacles in the same placement for the, you know, same length of carries and whatever else every single time. But if you have this checklist of, you know, you need a rig obstacle, I don't care what you put on the rig obstacle, but you would need a rig obstacle. You need a carry obstacle. Again, I don't care what it is, but you need that. You need, you know, this hill or this village then there is, it's still appealing to the masses while it's looking similar to what they do, but it's not the same thing over and over and over. I mean, we think back to OCRWC 2017, we've spent so much time at Stratton. I know I ran nuclear races for OCRWC and we, we've talked about it and just the atmosphere of a Stratton, of a Blue Mountain, of a Tahoe. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's such a different, more welcoming atmosphere. It's more spectator friendly. Just enjoy it a little bit more because we have that like village feel, but then we also have that, you know, go race on the course kind of feel. And yeah. that's what they're getting in Spain. And like you, you get all of it and it's encompassing just is more fun because you can get the audience cheering you on. You can go and sit at, a restaurant and see people run past you and you're cheering them on and it but then you know they're going off for a little bit and you're thinking who's going to come back first we don't know there's just this excitement to it and 
like for me, that would be the most appealing. And I think for a lot of people that are already in our sport, that would be the most appealing. Yeah. But if we're trying to appeal to the masses, people don't like to get uncomfortable. They don't like to go out into the unknown. So it could be really scary for them too. Yeah, I think who we got, we got Dana and Bonnie, and they're making very good points because like Dana said it right. And, you know, these bigger races need to do better at promoting other events. The more people mm -hmm. that do races, any OCR races, you know, the, the more it helps get people to knowing about RCR. Yeah. Couldn't be yeah. more right. Do a race. It's not about what race you do. It's about doing a race, going out there and trying it. Look, the people we speak to mostly will go to a Spartan event, and when they get through the obstacle, they're going to do the obstacle because they know what they're up against. It's mm -hmm. the people who kind of feel, you know, a little snake on the side and hit the obstacle and run. You're not going to see a lot of those people, but they will be there, and it gives them an out. And the thing is, with mandatory obstacle completion, there is no out. You got to complete it, or pretty much your race is kind of shot. You're not making the podium. You're going to get a time penalty. You're going to get no band. The band over burpees thing, again, that that's the way it should be. But the biggest thing right now, because Meg, you've said it so many times, you're worried about this sport over and over again, and everybody who is deep like we are into this is worried about the sport because we see the dwindling numbers at every event that we go to, and it breaks our heart because we know how good this community is. We know how great this sport is to get people off the couch, out there trying it. Whether they do the obstacle or not, I've seen people get up to the obstacle, grab onto that bar, and actually give a huge effort, and it just fails. But they do the effort. And not everybody is at a level that we are. Not everybody has done close to 100 races, over 100 races like we have. Not everybody's done every event that they could possibly get their hands on. We've done that. It's the people who go to City Race once a year and do it that we love to see because this is the people who are going to build the sport a little better, make it better. And they're going to bring their friends. And maybe eventually they'll go to another race. Oh, well, there's one in, you know, uh, an hour away. Let's try that. It's those people that we got to really kind of cater to because that's building up the sport. When you don't cater to those people or you don't give those people the opportunity to do something either the same or better or closer, that's when it hurts. I mean, it really does because we got to keep those people motivated to do the next level. So going back to what Dana and Bonnie are saying about races promoting other races, we, again, I'm taking it back to OCRWC 2017, Blue Mountain. You know, we walked in there, we saw... Indian Mud Run had their floating walls. We had Legaff by Northman Race. We had all of these obstacles put on by different race brands. And they had their sign there saying, this is a Northman Race. Yes, then, I remember that. You, know, you have the people coming from New England saying, oh my gosh, this is just over the border in Canada. Yeah. We're going to go there next year. Oh my gosh, they have Dead End Race over there as well. They showed up. We're going to mm -hmm. go there. I know, I learned about Indian Mud Run because of OCRWC 2017. We That's right. That's how I knew. Awesome. Obstacle. I'm going to go there next year. Then Indian Mud Run this year, you walk in and you see the frontline obstacles. You see the Battle of the Lions obstacles. Yeah. You see the Abominable obstacles. You see the Highlander obstacles. I mean, I met the Highlander guys at Indian Mud Run two months before I went out to Highlander and, you know, they're, we're talking, they're like, you need to come out. And I'm like, 
don't worry, I'm already registered. And they were out there supporting. And we know that all of those Chicagoland races support one another. They promote one mm -hmm. another. Again, we love Race Ready Obstacles, Team OCR Build, Battle of the Lions. We love all of these guys. They are keeping this sport alive and they are supporting each other. And that is what we need. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's the love of the sports, the love of the community, and it's what keeps us together. Kind of broke my heart not being able, being able to go to City Challenge because I know Sid was there and watching some of the videos and watching that last big rig that they built. I, I know how tough that course is for City Challenge. It's the toughest course. And I missed going there because, you know, I got whatever, I got hurt and I'm not like, doing anything with my arms lately. But I was like, man, it broke my heart because then I saw the rig that Sid and the crew built out there. And I was like, man, that is a Sid rig because the wheels, the bars and everything, it looks so awesome. I wanted to go and see it. And, but you know, it, that's what you, that's what we live for. We live for the community. The community is what brought us together. The community is what brought, you know, uh, my support and the, the cross supporting of me and race ready obstacles and OCR buddy and, um, mm -hmm. everybody else who's, who's been a part of my, my thing, especially like metal addict. But anyway, um, it's stuff like that. And, you know, the the burpee thing is going to come and go in two years. We're not even going to think about it because it's probably going to change again. Um, they're going to try squeezing this into the Olympics. Um, I think uh, Bonnie put it pretty well here, or I'm sorry, Lisa. Hey, Lisa, where are you from? By the way, I, I think uh, Meg. Mississippi. She just moved to Mississippi. Yeah, she, um, one of those. I don't even know what that area is technically called, um, but. The southern area of America. It's called the southern area. It's southern. It's southern. Yeah, but she said rock climbing in the Olympics was standardized, but the Olympians had no idea of the routes before their turn besides the, uh, besides the speed course. Again, that's like you said, you know you're going to have monkey bars, you know you're going to have certain elements in it, but you don't know the order of it. You don't know how long the monkey bar is going to be. You don't know how high the rope is going to be. You don't know how long the crawl is going to be, whoever. But what she just said right there, it's technically standardized, but yeah. they didn't if you if you know what you're going to go into, you know you're going to have the basics and you don't know what order or however they're going to go in, that's a great way of putting it too. So if they want to push towards the Olympics, all right, here's the say 20 obstacles we're going to have. They're going to be in there, but we're not going to tell you the, we're not going to tell you the exact distance and we're not going to tell you the exact order. You got to figure it out when you get there because it could be an arm crusher, could be a leg crusher, could be a soul crusher of a course. And you'll just, you, when you show up, that's when you'll figure it out. You know, everybody knows what a marathon looks like and you get on a race course, you know, you know what a baseball field looks like, you know what a football field looks like, you know, what your soccer field looks like. Um, all, a lot of those sports, you know what you're getting into when you show up at that event. OCR, it was always the great thing where you didn't know what to expect. You just didn't. You know, okay, Spartan changes it up a little bit. They might. Thank you. All right, I'll see you. Who's ever saying that? I love it. See you. Oh, Dana's got to go. I'm telling you if, you, if you, if you guys don't know Dana, she's awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, Mississippi. There you go. Lisa did say that. Um, Good stuff down there. But, um, yeah, um, I, I think that yes, it's just going to be. How the CrossFit is what makes the CrossFit, CrossFit Games work so well. You never know what you're getting until the weekend up. 
yeah, you might get the Donna, the Karen, the Bill, the uh, Death, whatever. Mark. <laughs> uh, I can't do CrossFit. I give those people a lot of credit, you know. Yeah. I, um, I love those guys. I learned a lot from them, but, man, that is – that's a whole other level. I mean, I did DECA this year, all three DECAs this year. Man, that was a pain in the ass. I can't imagine what CrossFit's like. At least DECA, you know what you're getting into. So we've been talking for a while at this point, and I think now we know this. We're not just talking about our opinion on burpees and penalty loops. We're really just trying to continue to keep this sport alive, the evolution of this sport. Please. And Bonnie is one of the best people to talk to when it comes to this. She just posted a comment. One of the gaping issues we have, and it's been the issue since I've been working in the sport, marketing to the elites and fans and marketing to the Saturday athletes are apples and oranges. And yes, wouldn't be more correct. We talked about it. You know, Spartan really wants to be in the Olympics, but Spartan really wants to rip you off the couch. And how do you appeal, appeal to both? Mm -hmm. And I was watching a teaser for the ORM podcast coming out with Atkins where he was just talking about how frustrating it is. And, you know, the sports not growing like we expected it to. It's just completely changing. And like it, these athletes want everything to keep evolving, but then they're not going to the races that are evolving. Yeah. You, know, you see it, really great caliber athletes at a uh, battle of the lions, a Highlander, uh, Indian mud run, but because they don't pay the top tier athletes don't want to go. Sure. And, you know, then they go out to uh, OCRWC and they love it. They're, this is great, but they haven't really been working towards this the entire time. And we can't promote the sport until we figure out a way to get, these athletes to the smaller brands, but until we can, you know, put a money purse on it, yeah. they don't really want to go. And it's like, we have the innovation. We have, you know, these courses coming on that we have such great obstacles. They're out there. We can tell you exactly where they are. Hell, there's an app for that. It's called OCR Buddy. OCR Buddy. And the more you go to all of these races, the better you're going to do at OCRWC. And the oh, better absolutely. you see, the more you have a chance to win that big purse. But just because you can't, you don't get paid to go to this one doesn't mean you shouldn't go to this one. This is all training. And mm -hmm. we, the best way to promote the local races is to get the bigger athletes to the local races. I remember talking to Rob from Fit Challenge and he said, you know, he got a hold of Hunter McIntyre once and said, Hunter, what would it take to come out? And Hunter said, hey, just pay for my flight. And that's what Rob did. He paid for his flight. Hunter came out. He raced City Challenge race. He wrote this great testimonial and suddenly Fit Challenge blew up all over the East Coast because Hunter McIntyre ran this race. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen that when I was racing BMX, you'd get a local event and we'd put out, we'd put together some money for it and we'd ask people to come in and come in and some guys would come in from like our tracks were all in New Jersey. We'd put together some money and the people would come, but it was money. That was the biggest draw. If you wanted, like for us, it would be a pro open uh, a race and that was a pro-am open. It would be a pro-am open event and the winner would take a thousand bucks home and uh -huh. you know, 
And, uh, you know, it was one of those things where it was like, you, it's tough. I get it for these promoters, for some of these race uh, brands. It's tough to put that money together. It's tough to find that money. You would think, here's the thing I always thought, all that Red Bull over at OCRWC, all that Red Bull stuff, I, I would have thought you would have saw a little more Red Bull money coming in, but okay, I don't know how that worked. I'm not the guy making those deals and making those cold calls for sponsors, but okay. But, you know, it, it's one of those things where if you could bring the money, that's the biggest problem. The good thing about our sport, it, it's good and bad. I will say this. It's good and bad. We are an adult sport. We're not really a kid sport. Granted, Spartan has Spartan we kids races, which are awesome, which we should be because that's where we should be building our bases out of kids. Yeah. But the thing is, the majority of our people are adults. So that's why we get beer at the end. Why, where are the sponsors for that? Where is the money coming where we could really make it worth the while of getting these top pros? A couple of years ago, um, VJ was at Indian Mud Run, mm -hmm. and he did really well. And, um, oh, man, he didn't even I, win. Who beat him? I, uh, Logan. Logan. Logan Broadhead beat him. And, Broadbent. again, Broadbent. Sorry. I Over in my area, there is Broadhead Road, Broadhead this, Broadhead Pennsylvania. I My kid played uh, hockey with a kid named Broadhead. Sorry broad bent like you know anyway um but yeah it was uh um they came because i don't know if they got any money but they knew um how good it would was so they wanted to be there and it, it in this day and age if you're a pro athlete you want the money that's why you call yourself a pro you might be a used car salesman during the day but at night and on the weekends you're a pro athlete and that's the tough part our money, our sport hasn't brought in the big enough money and the big enough purses to bring these people I don't know where Ryan Atkins and Lindsey Weber make their money, but somewhere along the lines they're getting sponsors and they're trying to make something. But you get lower level runners and racers, they got to have a full-time job on the back end because if they don't, they're not going to be able to get to the races. So where's that money coming from? So I, if it's – Yeah, so I will say Face NA did win City Challenge Race this weekend. And um, I know she has talked publicly about her contract with – sponsors before and she needed to win x amount of podiums and i don't know exactly how the, all those contracts work but with the whole spartan protest that happened a few years ago where they were very limited on the sponsors that they could pull in all of their sponsors would agree to their terms based on their podium wins and what they were doing and i i get it like a city challenge podium is not going to bring in as much publicity for I'll say Yokohama because I know Faye was with Yokohama for a while um that Yokohama is probably not going to pay out more for a city challenge race podium as it is for a Spartan but if they we can say hey these are the hardest obstacles in the sport yeah this race doesn't pay out so you can't match pay yeah. but you're getting the videos of the hardest obstacles on the sport yeah and stand on that podium. How much will you pay me for that? And that is mm -hmm. it. Uh, bring in their sponsors that way and say, you know, the only way we're going to continue to build this sport and get more money into it is by getting us out to smaller race brands, but the more innovative, the ones that are actually building the sport. And yeah. if you get in at this lower level of these races, you're in there and you can just continue to grow with it. I'm not Here's a, a I don't know how any of this works. I don't have pro contracts, but that's just my thought no. process. 
one of the things that was brought up in this whole new Spartan tri triple crown BS thing, um, if you make the podium, you need to wear the Spartan shirt. You cannot wear your your sponsor shirt. So if I win the event, I cannot wear my race ready obstacles shirt up there because it's got to be Spartan. So this is what happened with UFC a bunch of years back when Reebok came in. Reebok came in and said, okay, nobody's going to put their sponsors on their shorts like they were doing. That's it. We're done. It's got to be Reebok. It's got to wear our shirts, our pants, everything to the ring, in the ring, after the ring. So if Spartan does this, Wait, that, was if the they, that was the Reebok thing, which is pretty much re Reebok did own Spartan for a while. Yeah, they did, which was yeah. – it, it, well, you remember back in the day when, like, Ryan and uh, – I, I don't know if Lindsay was, but Ryan was sponsored by Battle Frog. He yeah, was winning the Spartans, and he had the Battle Frog sleeves and everything on. Whether it was Battle Frog, Ford Motor Company, FedEx, First Form, or whoever – whatever company he was sponsored by, didn't matter. He should have been up on that podium wearing the shirt of the people who put him there. Yeah. Spartan technically didn't put him there. They gave him a race. He did well at the race and they paid him out. But it was the companies that got him to that race that paid for his airfare, his food, his hotels. That's the ones he should be up there supporting. You don't go to a NASCAR race and every NASCAR has NASCAR on it. No, it has all the sponsors they want. That's how you're going to get people to make money in this sport. If Face Sending one on, got on the top podium at City Challenge and she was wearing her sponsor shirt, that sponsor's going to be stoked yeah. because she's on the top podium of a race with their shirt on. Not because it says Spartan and not because it says City Challenge. No, it's going to be because, you know, I don't know, whatever company put her up there. You and know? then that company posts that picture. Mm -hmm. that's our athlete at this race in New York City Suddenly, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, there was an OCR in New York City. How did I yeah. not know about this? I'm going to look and that up for here. And suddenly, they're like, City Challenge Race. They have three races in the New York City area in a year. Yeah. And now City Challenge Race is going to grow bigger. because Everybody wins on that. And... <sighs> yeah, everybody wins on that. I never liked that idea where they shut it down with that. If you got sponsors, I'm going to promote my sponsors. You know, I'm going to people. I'm going to promote the people who cross support me and put it on. When I was with BMX, I had that shirt on all the time. I had that jersey on all the time. It's because those are the people who paid my way for those races. Those are the ones who gave me free bike parts. If um, somebody like Solomon is going to pay for my shoes, like hell, I'm wearing that shirt. If Race Ready helps me out a lot, I'm wearing this shirt. I've worn this shirt out this year, and because. Every race I go to, when I show up, I got this shirt on. Looks like I don't have any other clothes but this shirt in the OCR communities because Race Ready is awesome and they help me out. I'm putting the shirt on. You know, yeah. you're wearing the Indian Mud Run shirt because you know how awesome that is and you know you want to support I, that. I wear this on my own. Oh no, still it's but it's a good cross support thing and that's what we do. So if you make that if you make that podium at that at Spartan, you gotta wear your Spartan shirt. They don't care about anybody else but themselves. Yeah. And that's what's wrong. So you want somebody who's a Red Bull sponsored athlete to go up there, let's say uh, um, the girl from uh, Denmark, Ida. Oh, Ida. I, was, I was just about to mention Ida. You know, Ida. she's been in the United States. I think it's like her fourth trip this season alone. Mm -hmm. 
And she has traveled all over Europe. She's back in the States for Battle Bunker this weekend. She was in the States for OCRWC. She was in the States for a three-week Spartan and Savage excursion. Like, she is sponsored by, like, Innovate, Red Bull, um, like, Garmin. Yeah. You know she's not paying for her trips over to the United States. And if she's going to be in that Spartan Triple Crown, she probably wouldn't even go because she knows she would do good enough to get on that podium. And like hell, if she's not going to get up there and have that shirt and that hat, that Red Bull hat, you know, uh, uh, with the sports we're both into, with the skateboarding and the motocross and the BMX and all this other stuff, you know, even like Formula One as well, you know how good those people are when they got Red Bull on their helmet. They got Red Bull on their hats. Almost every major endurance or kick-ass sport has Red Bull athletes. Yeah. They get paid awesome for putting that hat, that helmet, that shirt, or anything else on. So guess what? Red Bull's probably going to tell her, no, 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 no. If you can't wear our shirt on the podium when you win, because you know she'll win, she's that good, we don't want you going to that race. Go to another race so you could pr promote us. You can't promote us at Spartan. Also, look at how often she's racing. Do you really think, and I, I don't know, I honestly don't know because I don't know her contract, but do you really think that Red Bull and Innovate and Garmin are sitting here and saying, oh, well, you know, that's a lesser race. It, it doesn't have a payout. Well, I'm pretty sure in Europe everything has a payout because they're that damn good at sports. Yeah. But do you, I don't think they're saying, ooh, no, it's really not that great of a payout. So we're not going to give you money for that. No. All of the sponsors here should be saying, Ryan Lindsay, like you live up in Quebec or, you know, Montreal, wherever. Uh, there's this awesome race down in Rhode Island called Fit Challenge. It gets some decent athletes. Ryan Kempson mm -hmm. goes it. Um, we want you to go there and we want to see the battle between the Ryans. They don't pay yeah. out. I'm sorry, they don't pay out, but we will pay for you to go. And, you know, we want our name up on that podium. Yeah. We want footage of that battle. Mm -hmm. And that's how you're going to grow a sport. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's one of those things where if um, the, bigger, the bigger athletes go to the smaller races, it's going to build them up. Because yeah. more people follow Ryan, more people follow Ida, more people follow Lindsay – all these bigger racers, like, you know, it, it was awesome to see VJ at Indian Mud Run last year. It just was because you're like, man, look at him. Logan Broadbent came out there too, who is another aspiring, really big athlete for us. If Ryan and Lindsay showed up, that would have blew the doors off the place. But there was a lot of great athletes there. And it would it was one of those things where sometimes, because I, I always go back to BMX. I only did it for 30-something years. You get these low, yeah, you get these, are you even 30? Yes, I am. So, okay, just check in. Can't Thanks tell you. So, um, you still get carded. Don't tell me you don't. But uh, uh, it's I one of the- once in Vegas. What's Vegas? They don't, they, if you, you have to be in a stroller to get carded. But anyway, um, you, uh, you get these bigger names there. It really just promotes the sport. It builds the sport. People are going to be like, wow, City Challenge must be a pretty badass race. Fit Challenge has got to be a pretty badass race if these people are going to that event. So it's going to bring in more people from further. 
I really wouldn't have known Indian Mud Run if I didn't go to if they didn't show up at Worlds. So it's almost the it's almost the same effect. You know, if you're going to bring races to the Worlds, you're going to learn about them. But it's the it's the riders. There you go, BMX again. It's the racers that come out and promote these smaller events that really make it look good for the sponsors, make it look good for them. It promotes the sport. It looks good for um, the event itself. There's a lot of benefits that somebody in that high stature of athlete, you know, athlete comes out to your event. You know, we did um, back when I was running a, a track out in Jersey. Um, we got asked to do a national event, like almost last minute. And the cool thing about us, we had one of the more innovative tracks, one of the crazier tracks, um, BMX tracks in the country at the time. So we got a lot of people who came from the West Coast out to see us. And it really boosted our brand, it really boosted our track, boost the state, everything. And it was a great event because we had these big time factory riders, which would be the equivalent of having somebody like VJ, having someone like Ryan, Lindsay, uh, Faye Stenning showing up. It was awesome because everybody, it just lifted everybody at that event up because it's like, holy cow, I'm doing the same event as Ryan Atkins. I'm doing yeah. the same event as Lindsay Weber. This is awesome. And it's not the world's. It's not the Spartan world. It's none of that. They came to that event and it looks good for them. Looks good for them sponsors. Looks good for the uh, everybody who supported them to get there. And, you know, that's the kind of stuff you want to see in the sport. And nobody could force the, them to come to these events. But at the same time, it's a good idea that they do. And not to mention, we are living in the social media era. It is mm -hmm. all about the impressions, the likes, the reels, mm -hmm. the if you send athletes out to the races with the most badass obstacles, I don't care if they're podium poaching, they're going like, to stand up there, whatever, you know, send them with somebody who can film them going through all of these obstacles. And that is their, you know, promotional material for your brand. Cause they're going to be wearing mm -hmm. your, um, and then, you know, you can chop that piece that in with, commercials or whatever else you're posting it all over the social media you're getting reshares likes tags and everybody's like what is this brand and oh my gosh do you see how amazing you know lindsey webster is as she goes through this battle of the lions obstacle and oh my gosh how do you do that i want to do that and yeah and i don't care who's showing up to these races or how much they're getting paid because you can still get such incredible content. And again, that's where we are right now. Social yeah. media, it's more about the content that's making you the money and less about what you're earning by getting onto a podium. Yeah. I mean, imagine that one of the coolest things you got. <laughs> by the way, give a lot of credit to the guys who chase down those racers with the cameras. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> at Worlds, I don't think – I think if you strapped a uh, a chip on some of them guys, they might have got a podium too. They're running around with that camera, chasing yeah. around like some of the top racers. But um, yeah, I mean, you have uh, we we talk about a lot of the, there's a lot of big awesome mountain events, the ones that are out west in, in Colorado, Utah, especially Tahoe. But when you come to a smaller event, a lot of people don't realize that City Challenge is right on the water right across from New York City. Some of the best OCR pictures I have have Freedom Tower and the Empire State Building, the whole city line behind me. You have Ryan Atkins going, man, he's racing in New York City. 
I can't believe he came out of New York City. And that, that's an awesome, where is that? What is that? You know, not only has it built his brand, but it builds the brand of the, uh, like, say, City Challenge as well. You know, um, for a small event, probably one of the best venues in the country for an event is City Challenge. But I like those guys. They're good guys over there. Yeah, but yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, LV, LV kicks ass with that group he has. I, it's amazing. Sid's come out and helped them a lot over the past year or so. So, and uh, Day, Aaron's come out there too. So, yeah, no, uh, they have the Lions crew out. Mm -hmm. so yeah. They're out there as well. That's Dave, right? Battle of Lions. Yeah. yeah. Dave, main prize. Yeah, those guys are awesome. I mean, some of the, you know, yeah. And it, what it comes down to is, is the community works together to help each other. And, you know, you hope you know one of the things you see is like you see guys like vj and stuff walking around with people and talking to people i mean i said a few words to him at ocr worlds and it, you know just a genuinely nice guy and you see some of the other guys who are high up uh, uh close to the podium too and you could just talk to him you know you could just genuinely talk to him and um it, it's a it's just the community's good and for them to come out it'd be great to see him at some of these local races some of these smaller events and stuff and it would do them good do the whole sport good so i mean yeah yeah, so um, we have talked forever. Hey, can I get? I I, I got to do this. The last one we talked when we talked about world world championships. The one person I really forgot to talk about um, was probably uh, one of the biggest influences in OCR. That is Justin Manning of Metal oh. Ad. If you don't know Justin, Justin was the uh, MC, the starting line announcer at the World Championships. You've seen him at multiple Spartan races okay. um, all over race he's still wearing his city challenge pullover and i put an ocr trainer sticker on there five years ago and he still has it on his pullover and he tags me in it every time he wears it if uh you don't follow at metal addict uh it's it's one of the best uh one of the best things we have in our community is and uh justin and metal addict congratulations to him and simone yes absolutely him and simone are expecting they announced they're pregnant, and uh, that's awesome. I tell you, an amazing couple, an amazing couple for the community. Justin, the absolute top voice in OCR, if not the biggest, baddest voice in OCR. He's part of City Challenge. He's part of a lot of things. He's also a boxing announcer, um, does some really good stuff, motivational speaker. Yeah. Um, and if you ever want to meet one of the most genuinely greatest people uh, in OCR, he, he's definitely one of them. He's not a builder. He's not a racer. He started racing and he is in incredible shape. Oh yeah. He, he, he man, I, I hug him every time I see him. Let me tell you something. That kid's rock solid. And, um, but yeah, uh, I just want to say shout out to, uh, metal addict and Justin and Simone and, uh, baby metal addict coming soon. Um, that that's going to be an awesome thing. When he, he, uh, mentioned that he said something to me at worlds and I was like, <gasps> It, my, I, I even came home and told my wife, I'm like, guess what? Justin and, and Simone are having a baby. And she's just like, you know, it, it, it means a lot to so many people because they're awesome people. So, Justin, yeah. good for you. Congratulations uh, to you. So, Okay. It's been like almost yeah, two hours. Yeah, I got to go to sleep. I got to work tomorrow. I, we um, just want this out. Um, we ranted a lot. We had some amazing feedback from everybody. Yeah, thank you for everybody showing up. Um, I like this. I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to see if there's a way to figure out how to edit with all of this for future. But if, if we want to keep doing this, like I love being able to welcome the community. And so guys yeah. who stuck around this long and, um, you want to be able to hop on with us, talk with us more, 
Um, yeah, come talk to us, please. I am not opposed to doing this again. Supposedly, we can add more people. Um, just always feel free to hit that join button if you have things to say yeah. or, you know, write a comment and say, can I join? And by all means, we are. Mike, well where have you been? Dustin. Dustin, he's local. He's around me. He yes. Dustin, next time, come over to my house. We'll sit on the couch, have a couple beers. You join us. You know, Perfect. Mike's from Staten Island. I see him on there, too. Um, wow. Everybody who showed up, there's not too many people watching anymore because we went into deep into Joe Rogan territory again. Oh, we, we can talk. We got to get a timer, like a timer that's just in front. Like, all right, we got five more minutes. But I know. Hey, you know what? This is awesome. And uh, I think, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to do something for the community and keep everybody happy, you know. Yeah. We're not, but who cares? We like to talk about OCR, but we want to have something specifically for the community where yes. they feel we're talking specifically for us we're not i know we talked about pros tonight but we're not a podcast for about the pros for that all we want to talk about the lifestyle we are so we want to appeal specifically to you guys we want you in on our conversation so yeah, that's why they, that's why we are called middle of the pack yes. we're not in the front not in the back. Well, sometimes in the back. But <laughs> some, sometimes the finish line is down by the time you get there. <laughs> that is true. Oh, God. I... That's, all right. That's the next. Okay. Last that's time, we didn't talk about what we were supposed to. This time, we did. But then we did skip over one that you were recommending. So here we go. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. We got to go. Go ahead, say your plug because the people who are listening to this, if I ever get it posted, do not cannot see it. Yes, if uh, this is gonna, yeah, this might repeat. So, uh, once again, uh, well, I didn't even say it for the first time. This is middle of the pack uh, OCR podcast. I am Brian Lynch. My handle on Instagram is lynch underscore ocr underscore or lynch underscore bmx underscore ocr, and I don't even know. Look. The beer's gone, okay? Oh. <laughs> That's one of your local ones from Treehouse, too, so you know it kicks ooh, ass. Oh, good. Massachusetts beer kicks ass. But uh, uh, thank you, everybody, at uh, Race Ready Obstacles, um, OCR Buddy, Quantum Design Labs, Barbarian Boot Camp, and um, everybody else, Workout and Done, Hoplite, everybody who's helped me out, and uh, thank you so much for coming out today um, and watching us and Meg. Okay. My name is Maggie B. ATC. I am the OCR trainer pretty much anywhere you can Google the OCR trainer. I have a lot of different places that I'm at. I am doing, um, I am putting together obstacle videos for Abominable Snow Race. So be on the lookout for those. And hopefully I will have discount codes and whatever else very shortly. And I will see you all at Abominable in January. I have a lot of other places to plug, but I'm not going to do it because it takes too long and we've been talking for too long already. Guys. And I'll see you at Fenway, right? Yeah, at Fenway. Hopefully we can talk about Battle of the Lions before then. Well, let's do that. <laughs> awesome. Okay, guys, it was so great to chat with you. I am feeling a little bit better about the current news. I'm happy everybody was able to come on, join us for our SOS uh, the Sport is Burning podcast. Brian, <laughs> <laughs> have a great night. You as well. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.